This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Before we get to that, though, I uh, wanted to talk about something that's happening in Las Vegas. It's a big annual to-do. It's uh, called the Consumer Electronics Show, and uh, it runs from today until Friday. They had a couple of days of previews, you know, a lot of startups with their new gadgets and established companies, too, like Amazon. They've got a ring house there, you know, where everything's interconnected. And yet, you know, uh, there have been some concerns from privacy advocates and just uh, the general public, too, have become kind of hip to the fact that a lot of this stuff can really eavesdrop on you. And uh, as much as you think it's a convenience and it's wonderful to be able to call up uh, your music based on just the uh, voice cues and prompts and things like that, uh, there can be some downsides, needless to say. Now, uh, as for the latest, let's find out what it is that we might have on offer in the uh, consumer market, as well as what uh, might be some of the caveats attendant to that. Joining us on the line, David Shipley, the CEO of Boceron Security and Global News Radio cybersecurity expert and technology analyst. David, how are you doing this afternoon? Excellent. Thank you. All right. Uh, so we've got a whole array of new gadgets. I don't know if uh, how familiar you are with the latest installment, but uh, they're talking about, you know, more talking speakers, doorbell cameras, fitness trackers and the like. Uh, do we embrace this technology at our peril? Is there, uh, you know, more upside than downside? Or how do you see it? Well, I think it's right now what's frightening is the normalization of surveillance. You know, if I had told you, John, at the height of the Cold War when I was growing up as a kid, that we would willingly sign up to allow people to track our movements 24-7, know everything about our intimate lives, you'd say that's what the Stasi does in, in East Germany. That's, that's the KGB in Soviet Russia. We would never allow that here. And yet we willingly, happily, joyfully hand over our cash to Amazon, Google, Facebook, and everyone else who's doing precisely that without considering the long-term implications. Well, is that because we're seduced or mollified by shining objects? Exactly. I mean, and it's interesting that we've been sold the lie that having cameras inside of our home makes us more secure. Um, and, you know, it's not just privacy advocates that are saying that this is a super bad idea. Right before Christmas, a number of Amazon Ring uh, camera users were targeted, including a father who had placed a camera to keep, hopefully for his perception, to keep his young daughter safe. Well, that account was hacked. A hacker uh, started talking to his children, encouraging them to destroy their room and impersonating Santa. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's the kind of creepiness we're allowing into our homes. And even, you know, if it's not smart cameras that are either inside the home or outside the home and selling your data to police departments, uh, it's your smart TV that, you know, we noticed that there were huge discounts on smart TVs this year at a number of retailers. And if you check, it's because all of them now are doing the same tr creepy tracking that Facebook does via advertising cookies, watching what you're watching on your uh, smart TVs, your cable boxes, and more, and in exchange, you know, you give up some small price. Wow. Uh, boy, what a cautionary tale. I should have talked to you before I got this Ignite system installed in my home where, you know, it's just voice activated. Go to football. You're telling me there's a downside to that? 
Uh, well, read the terms and conditions. So, uh, you know, I finally buckled down. I had a 10-year-old TV, and I went to the market, and I bought a, a brand-new LG television. Now, being the paranoid person I am, I started checking my settings and manuals and discovered I could turn off the advertising cookies, which I thoroughly did. And then I discovered I could turn on automatic updates, which I did. So, you know, be careful what you're signing up for because, by default, your privacy is not protected because, as we often talk about, the government's asleep at the switch. And there's no regulation, no code of practice, no safety for Canadian consumers with these surveillance devices. Again, David Shipley is with us, CEO of Boceron Security, Global News Radio, cybersecurity expert and technology analyst. The Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas is always the Lollapalooza event for new rollouts and things like that. So uh, based on that, I don't know, have you been following what are some of the new things on offer, David? Well, I mean, I mean, some of this stuff feels like it's straight out of a James Bond movie or a Blade Runner spinoff. So there's one company that's selling a new drone that sleeps at top of your house, and if it detects motion, it'll uh, zoom out, fly, and capture images of the uh, of the individual or individuals walking around your house. So you know, we've got Skynet protecting our homes now, uh, and some of the other technologies. I don't know how to feel about them, but one of them is a radio sensor that. Uh, can actually track motion, people's breathing, uh, whether they have fallen in your home, but it doesn't take photos or videos. So it's more privacy protecting in some ways, but it's super invasive in others. So, you know, we're really seeing some bleeding edge technologies uh, unveiled. Wow. Uh, this drone that sits on top of your house, if anybody comes into the, inside the perimeter, uh, it launches and then it, what, takes pictures? It's sort of a real-time uh, intrusion thing, kind of. <laughs> it alerts you to. Following them around. Um, which, you know, when you stop and think about this is the technology hitting into the hands of consumers, you know, you have to stop and think, what exactly is now in the hands of police or others to do things? Um, which is stunning. You know, just how fast. We don't have flying cars, but we've got artificial intelligence drones that can follow us around. And I don't know if this is the future we signed up for. Well, is there any way of putting this genie back into the bottle, or uh, do we put in place some kind of uh, fail-safes or safeguards against, you know, intrusions on privacy? I don't know how we can square the circle. So there are some things that can be done. The first is to level the playing field between companies that care about privacy and those that don't through government regulations and best practices and standards so that companies that want to put in place better encryption or security that's expensive to do to get to market um, have the proper incentives to do so and those that try and cheap out can't. So we raise the bar on all of them. Secondly, I think for internet service providers, there's a duty of care that we need to do better of. You know, we don't just let anybody be a power utility and string power into the homes. These are highly regulated industries with safety in mind. And, you know, you have to be highly trained to get in there and they provide equipment to safely deliver that service. The same should be expected of our net service providers. So it should be really simple for people to plug in their internet router from whatever telco they have, plug in their smart things, have that separated from their computers and their private information and have better protections built in. And I think we can get there, again, with the right encouragements for industry to do more to protect consumers. What if you got a fully integrated system? You're saying again, uh, split, sp uh, split up the uh, whatever the functions are, right? 
Absolutely. In fact, the FBI came out with an advisory right before uh, the Christmas shopping season recommending that you put your smart TV and other IoT devices on a separate network. Now, the easiest thing for most people to do is to put their uh, smart TVs, IoT cameras on their guest network and then keep your regular smartphone and your computers on your trusted, your your personal network um, that you regularly use. And that can be an easy way of kind of putting a virtual wall between these devices, which can stop them from potentially being used as launching pads against your most personal information. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, uh, if you come home late from work one night and somebody's hacked into your system and they launch that uh, drone that actually attacks you, or somebody's <laughs> having an affair with your wife, the guy decides to launch the thing so that deters you from coming into your own domicile. My goodness, we've crossed the Rubicon. Uh, David, let me ask you something else that I see where Facebook is trying to address now. Deep fake videos where... Uh, Artificial intelligence makes it possible to replicate somebody's not only voice, but their look. It's very, very ominous and haunting uh, where you can assume different identities and put words into the mouths of people. And I mean, this is a scary frontier that's been crossed, isn't it? It is, and it started a couple of years ago, and it started by targeting Hollywood um, stars, predominantly women, and placing them in pornographic scenes uh, for the perversion of, of, of a small, sick group of individuals. And unfortunately, it's now been weaponized, weaponized at scale to do the same to others. And so that's what we've seen some of the worst abuses of deep fake technology. On the political side, we've seen a lot of concern about having uh, videos or other things created that make politicians look like they're making promises or saying outlandish things, um, but the reality is, and probably even more frightening, is that you can have cheaper versions of these videos that don't even look nearly as realistic, and people believe them, and they're called cheap fakes. Um, and so that Nancy Pelosi video where she looked like her uh, voice was slurred or she had a stroke or was drinking, uh, which was a cheap fake video, got a lot of people's attention. Um, but deep fake takes it a whole other level. And it really will cause us to question what we see with our own eyes or hear with our own ears. Which is why, again, Facebook uh, has some people who are editing and uh, they're trying to weed this out and how successful they'll be. I mean, they say for satirical purposes, they'll let those go. So it's really an editorial decision right now, but people have to have the chops to recognize what is fake and what is real, uh, which, again, is, again, uh, an ominous sign that, you know, we have crossed the Rubicon when it comes to some of this tech. Otherwise, uh, from what I understand at this Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas that runs till Friday, uh, there are some things that might have, you know, good practical uses like uh, eyelid tracking card dashboard cameras uh, prevent distracted driving. Things like, Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I, I honestly, I, I, I have the same concern that Ian Kavukian has raised about numerous times of different technologies to try and catch people doing things um, to increase public safety. There's a trade-off here, um, and it comes down to, you know, how much do we want to require law enforcement to have lawful access to do things and track things versus teaching people that it's okay for technology to police them without judicial oversight and other things. So. I, I really struggle. You know, that's the, the by that same logic, we should install breathalyzer um, devices in all cars by default because you might drive drunk someday. And I'm not really okay with that. And then you've got rapid DNA kits. Right now, uh, with these various things that are promoted on television, you know, check out your ancestry and so on and so forth. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, you're handing over somebody, you're consigning to somebody, basically uh, your life as an open book, or at least your lineage. The rapid DNA kit uh, may keep things, I don't know, uh, confined at least to your own self-interest, right? 
Well, I mean, theoretically, it depends, too, where you decide to store your DNA results on your device and other things. And I, I tell people to be extraordinarily careful with their medical and personal information because it can be weaponized against you. Um, it can be used to hurt you for insurance purposes. It could be used um, to blackmail for other health information. So just be really careful. And sometimes, you know, curiosity is not our best friend. Um, when you legitimately need to get medical testing done and you hope that the providers can be trusted, which in Canada is not a given anymore, um, you're hoping it's going to be kept secure so it doesn't cause you harm. Um, but sometimes these these tests, like even these online ones, you know, I had my uh, sister once was going to do this test and I asked her to read the terms of service and she realized she was giving away the rights to her DNA in perpetuity and she threw the kid out. So be careful. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, so you're the guy who reads the fine print. Nobody ever does that. <laughs> By the way, one final irony, you know, attendees at this gadget show in Vegas that we were talking about, they can use their face to pick up their event badges. Absolutely, because we're normalizing this. I mean, in order to travel in the United States now by airport, you have to just accept that your facial uh, ID is going to be tracked. But there are some jurisdictions pa uh, fighting back. In California, San Francisco, Oakland, numerous other jurisdictions have banned the use of autonomous AI facial recognition, recognizing its huge potential for abuse. So, again, this is going to rest in the hands, frighteningly enough, of our politicians to care enough to protect it, and they won't care unless the average Joe and Jane citizen in Canada gets up and starts making noise about this. Fascinating, yet frightening, brave new world. David Shipley, CEO of Boceron Security, Global News Radio, cybersecurity expert and technology analyst. Really appreciate your time as always. Fascinating. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. Take you, care. You got it. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 